0: We are live and active right now. Here we go. It's good to see you all here with us this morning. Um, and yeah, just, just as we start in, I guess, our theme of Generation Next, even what Phil has just been praying for, you know, a large part of this is because there's there's new, there's next things that are happening with us as a church family. We celebrated how our pastoral care has been carried to date. We're expectant for all the new things that God's doing. And yet, what you'll have heard over the last couple of weeks um, You've heard a lot about Church Suite. Last Sunday, we we did an all-in Sunday response, and there was this form, and what we were asking was that if you were part of our church, we wanted this to be a space where you could serve and be active and be part of everything that we're doing. Um, There's lots of these forms that are down at the Connections desk, down at the back. Neil and Shirley are on there today. They would love to get speaking with you, pens and everything down there. You can fill one in. But all we're simply saying, there's lots of areas that you can get involved with in church. This was some of them that we highlighted last week. Uh, And we would love for you to feel part of this. One of the things as well, down at the bottom corner, even if you have a heart, in essence, to be praying for a specific area, a specific purpose. We're going to be releasing these over the next number of of weeks just in the prayer room where there'll be a gathering around certain areas and certain focuses. And if you sense the Lord leading you in one of those, then we would love to hear that. We would love to hear what God's placing in your heart and how you could step into that with us. So you can fill out some of these forms at the back, but we've heard a lot about Church Suite as well. Church Suite is a mechanism for us to allow us to stay connected and to stay in touch And uh, one of the things I want to say about Church Suite, firstly, is this. If you have signed up to Church Suite, thank you for being part of that and they've signed up, but we need to make sure that all your information is up to date. So if you are in Church Suite, could you please make sure that if you've moved house, if you've changed details in any way, mobiles, we all get different things like these time and again, new email address, whatever it might be, make sure that we have the most current information on there would be great. And it would also help us a lot if you could put a photo of yourself on your profile, right? A lot of the times when we're going through, we're thinking, who is that again? And then we spend a lot of time, you've heard of that thing called Facebook, haven't you? Uh, we, we end up spending a lot of time trying to search, like, who is that again? So it'd be great if you, on your church suite profile, could put a current photo of yourself, and one that's just individually of you, Like not one where there's like a whole group and then it's like a game of where's Wally? (laughs) Who are we talking about? And so just make sure there's a current live active photo of yourself would be brilliant just to have there. And then just secondly, just to say, if you're not connected in with Church Suite, this is the primary way in which we're communicating. So as as Phil said, Rick sent an email to all the young adults who were in Church Suite. And uh, some of you might not have been registered to Church Suite. And so all we're simply saying, we want you to be connected in with us. The simple way to do it is this. This is our website down at the bottom on our homepage. You'll see this button down at the bottom. It says, sign up for our weekly updates. And if you press that, it'll be primarily around the emails and things. But Tasha's me that if you fill this in, then this is a, for, a way of us being able to gather your information. We'll be in touch. We'll get you signed up at Church Suite. And hey, presto. We are staying connected, which would be brilliant. Is that all right? So just different ways in which we can stay in this together. So let me just start my timer so that I'm not going way over, which I have a tendency to be able to do. Um, yeah, so this week as we start in Generation next and uh, in, in the, in the theme and the series that we've been going into, last week was our All in Sunday. I showed you the images, the graphics that we had up for this. And today, I guess, I I don't want to step away from that. I want us to continue almost in that same posture or that same mindset around what it actually means for all of us. This is the heart in the series, what it actually means for all of us to journey into this next season and this next moment together that God has for us. And we're going to be in Joshua chapter 3 today. If you have Bibles with you, it'd be great to get those out and to stay connected with this. Some of that's going to be on the screen as well. But at the end of Joshua chapter 3, we have this amazing picture. So there's this picture you see in the screen where the children of Israel in this story in chapter 3 today are crossing the Jordan River. This is how God is leading them across, leading them into the promised land. And at the end, we have this picture of all of the children of Israel crossing, all of the children of Israel crossing over into it. And, and I guess this, this is why we, we felt it was important to keep re emphasizing this over and over and over again. This is our heart and our desire, and this is that people of all generations, everybody, that this is an invitation that we sense of the Lord to all of us in this moment, that we would all, in a sense, cross over. And whatever it is the Lord is leading us into, we have some thoughts, but yet we just want to be sensitive to the Spirit's leading. And whatever we sense, the new thing is that the Lord's bringing us to, that this would be a moment that all of us would cross over, that we would all take hold and possess the new part and the new territory that the Lord is bringing us into. And this is our posture. Two weeks ago, Simon Benham was here, and uh and he gave uh, an amazing teaching. and part of what he was emphasizing that day was the significance of what it is to us as a people to be obedient, to simply take the next step. While we want to be a church that has a thought even around five, ten-year vision, God, what is some of the direction you're bringing us? While that's great, above it all, it's really important, and this is what Simon was pressing into, is that we need to be a people who are growing in our receptivity to hear and to discern the voice and the will of the Father simply for the next step. Well, it's one thing to think what's way, way ahead down the road, God, where we're going. What's really crucial for you individually in your life and for us as a church family is how are we being obedient to simply take the next step? God, what is it? What is the next thing? What is the next leg, the next little step look like for us and help us to be obedient to step into that as, as a family. And today, as we read Joshua chapter 3, I want to continue, I guess, in the same essence of that. And what I really sense over today, if I was putting a title for today, what the Spirit really wants to speak into us is this. Well, it's one thing being aware of what God's asking us to do. What is the next step? Today, what we're going to actually be able to unpack from Joshua chapter 3 is this. Well then, what is what is beyond that? The next thing we need to look at is how do we actually step in? Well, it's one thing to be aware of what it is that God's asking us to do. Today, I f- feel from the Scripture what the Spirit wants to deposit with us today is what is the essence of actually stepping in? What does that look like? How do we step in? What are some of the things that He's asking us to do? And today, we're going to unpack that from the Scripture. So... Joshua chapter 3, let's let let's just pray, can we, just as we start in. I'm going to break it down in chunks. We're going to read a few verses at a time, and we will get through the whole chapter today. And uh, let's just see what the Spirit's saying. So God, thank you for your word. Thank you, it is alive. It is active. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that as you breathe upon it right now, we just welcome, would you speak to us afresh through it? And would you lead us, God, lead us this day in this moment. Give us ears to hear what you're saying. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So Joshua chapter 3, verses 1 to 4 says this, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from the possessions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark, and do not go near it. The first part of this really felt three, three, three different ways I feel that the Lord wants to speak to us about stepping in today, and the first part is simply this, that as a people, one of the things that there's an invitation to us in this season is simply that we would be a people that would step into the unknown how we grow increasingly more confident and comfortable about what it is to step into the unknown. You know, it's one of the most exciting parts of a journey of faith, you know, when the Lord actually leads us as a people to step into something that just doesn't seem fully set or it's not fully clear, but as He leads and guides us step by step along the way, as He leads us into new pastures, as He leads us into new places, as He leads us into new experiences, as He leads us into new moments. And as God leads and guides us as His people, His desire is that we will continue to move forward. We did a series a number of months ago about advance, and God's desire is that we would be a people that are constantly moving, that we would continue to move forward, that there would be an advancing momentum, because the reality is, and the Father knows this over our lives, the danger is that if we don't keep moving, we simply could just grow stale. We can grow inactive in our life, and you recognize that in different seasons in your life where that has happened. But unfortunately, unfortunately, the truth is, and I'm sure I speak for us all, we are just creatures of habit, aren't we? We are all creatures of habit. We, we love being able to do with, what, with things that feel familiar, things that feel comfortable, and things that we perhaps feel confident in. And because of that, if we're left to our own devices and we're left to our own thoughts and our own ways, we simply would be a people that would s- just stay in the same place and we're happy not to push the boundaries. God, this feels okay. This feels okay right where we are. I don't want to have to push anything or rock anything in any way. So and w- we would easily stay in those moments. And yet what we need to know is this. If we just simply are a people that just want to stay where we are, the joy that there is in these moments of pressing in in faith to the unknown of what lies ahead. And this is what I feel is that something which we could so easily miss. And I don't want any of us, I don't want to miss it myself, I don't want for you to miss it in your own life individually, but when we step into a journey with God into an unknown, there is a joy that we get to experience in these moments when He as a Father leads us and guides us in these new ways that He is bringing us that we will miss out on if we don't engage with it in this way. For us to be a people who truly are obedient to the voice of the Father, we have to firstly be willing to listen. And secondly, be obedient to stepping into what he says. That's why Phil, every day, and when he does his devotions, he asks those two questions at the end. What's God saying? What am I going to do about it? If you want to boil it all down, this is the most basic and purest form of discipleship you could ever have. God, what are you saying to me? What am I going to do about it? Forget all the religious and the church and dressy stuff we put around it. This is simply it. If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, these are the two most basic and fundamental questions you can ask. Father, what are you saying to me? And what am I going to do about it as your child, as a son and a daughter, as we lead into these new ways? And you see, that's one of the things that we can be certain of. We have a father who desires to lead us. Do you recognize that? Do you know that? We have a father who loves us, who cares about us who is interested in the small details of your life and desires to lead you. You are not alone as you journey through seasons of life. He is present. He is active. He is with you. He is guiding. And as a father who loves you and is passionate, like is absolutely passionate about you and is committed to your life and to see you journey into wholeness and journey into fullness, he wants to lead us. He desires to guide us. And this is why we need to be, to recognize that the word of God it's, it's alive, it's active. As we, as we hear what God wants to speak, even through His Spirit, He desires in these moments to lead and to guide us as His children. And we see this, for example, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 3, this is it underlined. You see the bits underlined and bolded. It says this, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your possessions and follow Him. I I love the picture and the analogy of this. You see, the ark, if, if you've read and studied the Bible, you recognize this. The ark symbolized the presence of God. To the children of Israel, this is what it stood of, stood for, the presence of God. And the one instruction the children of Israel were given was simply this, that they were to follow the presence. They were to follow the presence. If the presence stopped, they were to stop. If the presence started moving on, they were to move. It almost allowed them in their minds to remember, even with their forefathers that went before them in the wilderness as they journeyed through, as they followed the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire, as they journeyed with the presence of God, there was an understanding. God, if you're moving, we're moving. If you're not, we're not. We're being obedient to listen and to follow your voice. The ark symbolized it in that way. They simply were told to follow and as we center ourselves, and this is one of the things that I recognize that there's an invitation to, there, there's a there needs to be a desire cultivated within our hearts of what it is to stay in step with the presence of God. Do you realise that as a believer, one of the invitations for you daily, and this is where I recognize there can grow a, a stillness in our lives. And a lack of a desire for the religious side of Christianity. And we've done and we've tried those things. But you realize that there's an invitation for you to experience the presence of God daily in your life. I think it was Brother Lawrence who wrote a book, um, Practicing or Prioritizing the Presence of God. And you know, as a people, the presence of God is something we need to practice daily. <laughs> It's something we need to believe and be expectant for daily in our lives is the presence of God. This is not something where it's, uh, and I recognize this in my life sometimes, where it's just been reduced to with fire, the quick God prayer, or we might just read a little bit if we can get at it. Rather than realizing there's something about the fullness of God, there's something of the fullness of God and His presence that is available to us day and daily. There's an invitation to us to actually experience in your life day and daily. And perhaps when you're growing tired and apathetic in your walk is because maybe there hasn't been a tasting of actually the fullness of the presence and what's available to us on a day, on a daily basis. As we center ourselves in his presence, he is with us, encountering us, changing us, and leading us. And what I found is this, is that as I, as I still myself in his presence, I, I've recognized this. Maybe you've recognized this yourselves. When you're in those moments when you're experiencing more of the presence of God, it's at those times that you start to feel his nudge. And you start to feel his prompting, and you start to feel him beginning to lead and to tug and to lead you into different ways. It's at this time that I experience him as father guiding me, not just God that I read about in a religious way because it's the right thing to do as a Christian and to study, but actually as father, as I sit in his presence, I begin to feel his nudge and his prompt and his leading as as his son in my life. You see, the Spirit speaks. God speaks to us. And listen, don't just take my word for it. Let's just see Here's just seven Bible passages. We're going to read through them really quick. Take what the Word of God says because it's truth. He is interested in speaking to you. And can I just say, I know many people, not many people, but I know some people in my life. Sound like I know a lot of people. I don't. I, I know some people in my life who, because of how they practice Christianity, they've almost reduced Christianity to this religious static monumental thing in their life, and they don't expect God to speak. They don't think that God's interested in the small details of their life, and yet we read, let's read some of these passages. This is what it says. Psalm 37, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Listen to this. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Proverbs 16, verse 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Sorry, go back there, so we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Psalm 31, but I trust in you, Lord, I say, you are my God, my times are in your hands. Proverbs 20, the Lord directs our steps, so I try to understand everything along the way. Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light from my path. Proverbs 19, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purposes that prevail. Isaiah 18 in the message version, I am God, your God, who teaches you how to live right and well. I show you what to do and where to go. We have a Father who is passionately interested in every intricate detail of our lives, and He desires to lead us into goodness and the fullness of what He has for us. Do we believe that He loves us in that way? Or do we just still see Him as this religious deity that's just there that we have to try and appease somehow? Guys, He's a good Father. He is a good Father. He loves us and is passionate and I feel for many of us perhaps that there's never been a tasting of that. There's an invitation in this season to experience Him afresh. Experience Him afresh in this way. There are new things ahead for us, but God doesn't expect us to step into them blindly. As a good father, he leads and guides us step by step, and he wants to speak to us and journey with us. Listen to this quote by Bill Johnson. God does not want the prideful to be the powerful ones in his kingdom. Therefore, he hides his word so that only the hungry and the humble have access to his voice. Listen to those words, particularly at the end. He hides his word so that only the hungry and the humble have access to His voice. Let me ask this, not about are you a Christian, but how hungry are you to hear His voice in your life? How hungry are you to hear His voice for you personally in your life? We're in a culture where there's many voices and there's much noise. How desperate are we to almost get away from that and to hear, God, what are you saying? God, what is your thoughts around this? Listen to what the prophet Jeremiah, God speaks through the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29. You will seek me and find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. Not in a half measure, in a slight way, or just the odd prayer cast off here. But when you seek for me with all of your heart, with every part of your being is given to this, God says you will find me. And the question I just want to simply ask is this. How are you purposefully? How am I? purposefully leaving space to listen to. At the beginning of the year, we began on a series of life rhythms where we're just saying how are we orientating our life around some different areas so that we could daily practice these ways, things like fasting, how we were stepping, setting time aside to be able to hear more clearly what God was doing. The difficult part, and let me just say this before we move into one of the next points, the difficult part is this. For many of you The space that you're in at the minute feels pretty good. And if you're in a good space at the moment, can I just bless you and say, God bless you in the space that you're in? And I pray the blessing of the Lord over you. But for many of us, we're in a quite a good space at the moment and we've got there on our own. We haven't felt we've needed God to get to this space. We haven't needed to depend on God. And where we've got to actually feels quite good. (laughs) It feels quite comfortable. We don't really want to rock the boat in any way. I can I just say, if you have got there, but it's, it hasn't been with God, then while it might feel good, it's not the fullness of life that Jesus said is available to us. And here's the good news as part of that. If you're in a good space and you've got there on your own, imagine what it could be like if we start to just depend on the fullness of God in this season. For me, I just believe in and asking God where you've led. I just want to believe that actually there is so much more that lies ahead. For us as a church, while we say, thank you, God, for how you've led and how you've guided us, God, I thank you that there's so much more that lies ahead. Imagine the fullness of life. And the other reason why we need to be desperate to practice the presence and to hear his voice is simply this. Listen to what it said in verse 4, the bits and bold. Then you will know which way to go since you have never been this way before. So listen, listen, listen to the step of this, by the way what it said in the verse 3 was, follow the presence. When the ark moves, move. And if we follow the presence, then here's the promise, then you will know. Then you'll know which way to go. Not where it's we make our own way and go, and then we invite God into it. But as we follow His presence and we stay sensitive to His voice, then suddenly He says, then you will know which way to go. Then you will know the steps that the Lord is calling. God is leading you. God is guiding us into something new. Where you're going, this is what it says, you have never been this way before. And for us as a church, even in our lives, we need to remember this. When God brings us into new places, you can't simply recreate past memories. And you can't live out of past strategies either. You can't recreate past memories just because it was good, the good old days, And you can't live out of past strategies either. This is a new moment and a new season where there's new orchestrated plans and purposes of God, new strategies that are being unfolded for us to step into individually and collectively. And this is where we need to be desperate to hear his voice. As we go on in Joshua 3 verse 5, it says this, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. We are going to do a teach over the next number of weeks in holiness and consecration because we believe this is one of the first fundamental steps for us. But it says this, For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. We'll come back to the rest of that in a wee while. But just if we, if we just pause at that, listen to those words. Tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Like, not just that God might do stuff that feels all right or half decent. Listen to the language of this. God will do amazing things amazing things. And this is what I feel actually around the idea of stepping in. One of the invitations to us in this season, and I feel it's crucial for you in your life personally, and for us as a life of a community together, is this, that we would step into an increased levels of expectation. What is our expectation for what God has for you in your life? In our minds, I ask the question, do we truly believe that the Lord has amazing things for us Then we read language like, God, amazing? I mean, not just in the life that's to come, but in this life, are we expecting that as His kingdom comes, that God has amazing things for us to do, and in and through us. And like when we read verses like this in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. You know this one: plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Matthew seven: if Jesus says this, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father? give what is good to those who ask him, like, not just like in some small way, but good, amazingly good things. And then it goes on to say this, and Paul says to the church in Ephesus, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more above all that we could ever ask or think or imagine, because God wants to do amazing things, incredible things, way beyond what we can even grasp or imagine in our lives. There's something sometimes in our minds though that causes us to doubt does God really want to do amazing things in my life? We can often live in a culture or an atmosphere of lack. Sonia gave a word um about three months ago, and she spoke this word, Sonia Crumley, and she spoke this word just, but there were many people who were caught with a mindset of lack. L-A-C-K, not the Lurgan way of saying the word like. So lack, L-A-C-K, and, and with that what happens is that sometimes we can't fully grasp or we play it down the significance of what God's speaking. We don't believe or can't imagine the good things that God has for us because maybe we're not expectant then. We don't pray with expectancy. And yet the Lord, this is the word, desire to do amazing things among you, Even what you see presented around you, and I want to be careful even as I say this, perhaps even the season that you're in, it just doesn't feel like it's amazing. It doesn't feel good. This is not a prosperity message, by the way. The Bible is clear in this. It rains on the just and the unjust. In this life, in this world, you will have troubles. Jesus spoke this. There will be difficult seasons and difficult moments that we go through, but even as we go through it, is there an expectation that on the other side that God still desires to do amazing things? This is where he desires to bring us as his people. And we see this repeated in the Bible. So listen to this in the biblical narrative in Exodus 16. The Israelites said to them, this is to Moses, "'If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt.'" There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. They've just come through like a Red Sea miracles, they've had these incredible encounters of God, and yet what they've done is that they've relegated it to just a distant memory that they would talk about time and time again, rather than allowing that to create an expectation of more that was ahead. This happens time and time again. Of the good things that God does in your life, we park it and we relegate it to a moment in history and say, wasn't it good back then? Rather than using that to actually propel us and to actually prepare us with expectancy for the new things that are coming ahead of us. God, you've done it before. You can do it again. We see it in the New Testament as well. Here's the disciples are in the boat. There's a storm, it's about to break. Jesus got into the boat with him and says, suddenly a furious storm came up in the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Like, the, if you read the, the context, they've just like come out of all these multiple healings and these multiple miracles. And suddenly they're in the boat with the man who did the miracles and they don't have an expectation of what God can do in this. They've relegated to a moment in the past. <laughs> The good things of God they've placed in a box. And even if we're expectant, we're often left in a place where we don't speak it out. <laughs> How weird would people find us if we spoke out our expectancy for God's goodness? But you know what? Can I just say, this is one of the things that I feel needs to start releasing. Because the final point I just simply want to say is this. One of the things that I feel the Spirit is stepping us into is this. To new levels of faith. And where that actually comes is as we release those words of faith amongst one another, as we begin to tell of what we're believing for God to do. He's done it before. He'll do it again. What do you hear of the amazing things that God is doing at the moment? What do you hear of the incredible things that God is doing in my life? It starts to stir and release faith. Let's just read the concluding words of this in Joshua. So we're going from verse 9, and it says this. Joshua said to the Israelites, "'Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. "'This is how you will know that the living God is among you "'and that He will certainly drive out before you "'the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, "'Garishites, Amorites, and Jebusites. "'See the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth "'will go into the Jordan ahead of you. "'Now then, choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, "'one from each tribe. "'And as soon as the priests who carry the ark of the Lord Uh, The Lord of all the earth set foot in the Jordan. Its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at a flood stage all during the harvest. Interesting that this happened at harvest, and we're speaking about it today. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the Ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap in a great distance away in a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarethan, while the water flowed down to the Sea of Arabeth, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on the dry ground while all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had had completed the crossing on dry ground." Just a couple of things, just to say on this, and then we'll finish and pray. I want you to imagine what it was like. Imagine if you were so there was there was a team of priests that were sent out, and they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Obviously, it was as it was always transported. There was the rods, the poles, and they were carrying and they were moving with the rods. And you can imagine that as they stepped towards the water. I, I love being by water. I've told you, it's one of my favorite places to go to is Clare Glen. I love sitting there and just reading and praying. But this water, right? It wasn't like it was a nice meandering river at this stage. It says it's harvest season, it was flood season, it was flood time. If you can imagine this, this almost the surge of, of the waters just pounding and surging against the bank, like this is flood season, this is big waters. And you can imagine it as the priests were coming up to it. Imagine if you imagine if you were one of the guys at the front. And as you're stepping in, as you're coming to the water, you can imagine the thoughts that are going through your mind, God, what? How on earth are we going to do this? This just feels like it's impossible. And then as they step into this, you can almost imagine um, what, what was going through their mind. I, I wonder if their mind started to think, God, I remember you've done something like this before. Do you remember that moment when with our fathers and our mothers, we went across the Red Sea? We felt like it might not have been possible. And God, you did it before. Could you do it again? And as I looked at the storm, and the, the, the floodwaters that were coming through, that just realized they had to take a step. I wonder for you in your life at the moment, does it feel like you're going through a season where it just feels like it's just a storm at the minute? Nothing feels like a nice, it doesn't feel like still waters that you're being laid beside the, at the minute. It feels like it's just a torment that's just coming. And yet, even in this season, what the Father is asking and is taking your hand to lead you is simply to take the next step. You see, what happens is that our storms of life can often just cause us to stop or to retreat. We'd rather just go back to somewhere that feels more safer at this moment rather than stepping into it. And I wonder for the priests at this stage were some of these thoughts going through. I love, this isn't a Bible passage, it's a Chinese quote, a proverb that I've used many times before, and it's simply this, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step for many of us, well, for all of us, for where the Lord is leading us, it begins with this single step. But for many of you, that feels like a difficult moment. It feels like it's really hard. You'd be worried if you went into almost like what the priest would have been. If I step into that thing, it's going to sweep me away. And yet we need to know with certainty today that God is good. He has amazing things for us. While it might not feel like it's certain in the natural, and we need to believe that faith for the breakthrough in the past can release faith for breakthrough in the present. This is what was in their mind. It was faith that had led to breakthrough in the Red Sea. And so they believed, Then, if you can do that, it led to faith for the breakthrough in the present moment. The story of the Red Sea could have been a nice story that they simply retold over and over and over again and just left, lived off the legacy of it and the religiosity of what God had done in the past but instead, listen to this, instead the children of Israel used these moments from the past to inspire them to write a new faith story of their own. Let me say that again. They used these moments of faith in the past to inspire them to write a new faith story of their own. And what we're going to be doing n- next week, Phil is going to, he's going to share the word, but we're going to spend a large part of the time, we're going to interview him, and we're going to actually share our story. There are many of you who are new to church, and you might never have heard of the 26 years and some of the stages of faith, and we can either look back on and remember, wasn't that nice, or we can use this to leverage and unlock moments actually for what God is about to do. God, you've done it before. You will do it again. As we step into this, we believe in what you're leading us into. What are the new faith stories that God is releasing amongst us? We're believing for fresh times ahead. And for that to happen, it's going to require fresh measures of faith. I love how God, even in the detail of this, like the water stopped at a place called Adam, just upstream in a place called Adam, where their story was rooted in the very beginning. In the beginning was a man called Adam. Where their story actually began, suddenly there was a new beginning point out of this name. We can so easily go back and say, no, 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 but that's what that was about. But actually, God even uses this name and actually starts to rewrite the story, even in the purposes. There was a brand new moment that was being released for the children of Israel through Adam. The waters stood up. The, rivers go, the river goes dry. They walk across on dry ground. There was a new story of faith that was being released. It's not, in these moments, we need to recognize it's not a rejection of the past, but it's using it to recognize, raise expectation, and reclaim faith for a new moment. Let me just say this, and with this, we pray and finish. Faith is contagious. Faith is contagious. Faith is contagious. If you want more faith in your life, get around people of faith. Faith is contagious. I'm pretty certain that's why the writer of Hebrews had a passage in, in Hebrews chapter 11, and he wrote about the heroes of faith, not so that we could gain relegate it to a moment of history and say, weren't they great? But how their spory, spory, stories could encourage and inspire us actually to step into the faith journey of our own. I look back at the journey of this church, and I'm thankful for people who stood out in faith, who believed in faith for what God was doing. And yet what I want to simply ask in this season Who are the new people that are going to step up in faith in this moment? What are the new stories of faith that God is desiring to release amongst us? And this is how I simply want to finish today. Are you willing to to position your life in such a way that we can be hungry for the voice of God, expecting for the new things, expecting for the new times that are ahead, living into fresh measures of faith? And here's the thing I want to encourage us to do. As we step into moments of breakthrough in your life individually, tell the story. Don't stay silent on the moments of breakthrough in your life because as you release the story, it starts to raise faith in the camp. As the priest stood into the water, suddenly it began to raise faith for the rest of the children of Israel as they all stepped into the water. Your story counts. What God is doing in your life and even the moments of breakthrough that God wants to bring in and through you, it counts for this house and start to share your story and to release your story because this is how faith starts to rise. In this season, who are going to be the new heroes of faith? In this moment, start to believe that this is what the Lord could be releasing you into. And with this, this is simply the call that we just finished each of the weeks. Choose for yourself. Next week, Phil will share. And this is why I wanted to just say this today. You know, we could, with the stories that Phil will share next week, they're amazing stories. And we can just keep retelling the stories. I even recognize this myself. You know, you've heard me yak on about... What God's been doing the last year and a half with us as a family, I'm learning from it personally in my own story of faith and what God's been doing with the house. We're hoping to move in. Do you know what? I could just keep retelling that story in the future or I could actually believe, God, there's more ahead. I can just keep retelling the same old stories and living off the old memories and the old moments. Rather than believing, these were done so that actually it could propel me ex- for the expectation of the new that's ahead. And that's what you need to hold to today. There's new measures of faith that are about to be released amongst us as a body. But for all of us, it simply takes a person to say, yes, God. Yes, I want more of you. I'm hungry for you. I'm desperate for you. Blessed blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be satisfied, they will be filled. I would love you to stand with me this morning, can you? Just as we close and pray. We're not going to close and worship, we're just going to pray with you and then. I want you to close your eyes, please, could you? Let's hold out our hands to the Lord today. And I want you to reflect personally on your life. Some of you in the room are already sensing this. There's perhaps as you spent time with the Lord, there's been new things that you've sensed the Lord leading you into. In the natural, it just doesn't make sense. (laughs) Be it today, I want to believe in the supernatural provision of the Lord for your life. Even in this moment where maybe you haven't given space to hear what is the Father saying to you as a son and His daughter, it's been a long time since you've asked that question. God, what do you want to do with my life? How do you want to lead, Father? I didn't want to leave space for you to ask a question this morning. And I want to believe this morning for new heroes of faith to step up. Gavin, I want to speak over your life. Gavin Robinson, I want to speak newness and freshness of identity and purpose over your life in this season. I thank the Lord for all that he's done in your life in the past. But right now, I just pray a fresh season of faith rise up within you in expectancy thank you for the incredible things, Father, you have over Gavin's life. I just pray, Lord, you give him boldness to say yes in this moment, even when it feels like it's the stupidest thing to say. I thank you for the new things that you're leading him into. I pray a purpose over your life, Gavin. I pray faith to rise. Santiago and Adriana, I pray faith to rise over your lives. I thank you for what God is doing in your life. And I pray in supernatural provision for you both into all that he is calling you into. I pray space in your life into all that he is calling you into in this season. And I pray that your story will catalyze faith to rise in other people's lives in this house. David and Cheryl, I pray faith to rise over your family. I thank you for the example of faith that you carry in this house. And I pray a a double portion over what you've already stepped into. I pray a season of double portion over your lives. I pray a yoke easy and a burden light moment for you where it feels like things are just increasing in what you're being asked to do. I pray just that there would be a reverse almost in the pressure that you feel. I pray that there be a season of increased capacity over you both in this moment. I pray that your faith story will inspire other people. So God, we welcome you as a, as a family together. We welcome you in the new things that you have for us. God, we thank you for how you've moved in the past and all that you've done. And God, next week, we want to give testimony and glorify you for all that you've done. Be it, Lord, in faith, we want to say thank you for what you're about to do. We want to say thank you for what you're about to release us into, God. I want to pray, Lord, even over these names, God, Lord, in this basket. I pray in faith, God, for the level of salvation, God, that we're about to see in these days. God, we want to believe in faith with expectancy, God, for people to be transformed and, and journey, God, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. God, we pray, Lord, over every name that has been written. We just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would be at work, God, in their lives. And I pray, Lord, that you would raise an expectation over our lives, God, to see you move and to break out. God, but we don't just place Lord, in this moment with Jonathan being over. God, I pray over our lives. God, I pray that you would raise a boldness, that you would raise a faith for us, God, to believe, Lord, that you, as you work and as you move, Lord, that as you release our stories, that we would start to see supernatural transformation break out in people's lives and homes, God, and in communities because of what you're doing and releasing in and through this household of faith. We welcome you in abundance, Holy Spirit. We pray that you would move and I pray fresh grace, fresh giftings in this season. And God, this day, This day, God, I just pray, Lord, help us to take the step that you're leading us to. Tomorrow, God, help us to be sensitive to hear you and to take the step that you're calling us to. And the day after that, and the day after that, God, I pray, lead us by your Holy Spirit. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth amongst us as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless. Guys, why don't you, if you have kids, let's go pick our kids up today. If you have names that you want to still write in the baskets, let's do that. It's just praying and believing an expectation over you all this week. And if there's stories that you sense in your life, please share them with us. We would love to hear them, and we would love to release them amongst us. God bless you this week and all you're doing. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk